0: Morning podcast listeners, it's John here. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Shop Talk. We are in the middle of getting ready for an exciting new season. With that new season comes some special new guests and some amazing podcast hosts that you may not have heard from before. While we're getting ready for this next new season to start, we're running some of our favorite podcasts over the last couple of years. Today we're going to listen to an interview by Jack Martin, who does some amazing things with hair color. If you haven't tuned into this episode before, you're in for a special treat. We also want to say thank you to Kuhn Hair Cosmetics, who are sponsoring this uh, third season. So please, listen to today's podcast, write us a wicked good five-star review, and check out Kuhn Hair Cosmetics, who are our sponsors again for this season. Thanks, everyone. All right, let's go. Boom. Ah, we're podcasting.
1: Yes, we are. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk podcast brought to you by 124 Go. I'm your co host, Chris Suleiman. And as usual, sitting very close, maybe too close for comfort, with my great friend, Mr.
0: John Palmieri.
1: And we have, I don't even know what to say, a ridiculously extraordinary mm. guest today, um, a hairdresser that uh, we just came across online, right. as we do nowadays, and reached out to um, because of his extraordinary work.
0: Because when we saw his work yeah. on Instagram, which is where I saw it, if a customer had asked me five years ago when I was last behind a chair, can you do this? I would have said, no.
1: I would huh. say, hell no.
0: Yeah, I'd say, heck no. Yeah. There's no way you can do that. And... Jack, the gentleman we're going to speak with next, yep. prove me a liar, it's, it is true,
1: <laughs> because so
0: Jack can do it.
1: It's, it's, if Jack can do it, maybe yep. a few more people can as maybe,
2: well.
1: So, yeah. so we are here with Jack Martin, uh, hair colorist, or mm. Jack Martin Colorist on Instagram. And Correct. So, Jack, thank you so much for being here.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be with both of you. Thank you very much for uh, giving me this opportunity um to be with you and talk about uh, our amazing industry
1: mm. yeah it is a beautiful thing we love yes. it and, uh, we yes. love to talk with hairdressers that love it as well
2: absolutely
1: um, and just to give you a, a slight more of an introduction or maybe even just a little bit more of a nudge to mm. our listeners if you haven't checked out jack's work um i want to encourage you to maybe even before you finish the podcast go to his instagram it's at Jack Martin Colorist on Instagram. He'll pop right up as soon as you start to type in Jack Martin. Mm-hmm. But um, his work literally is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I want to just say, and I, I get to say this because it's our podcast. Ah. I am nominating you for King of Hair Color Transformations on Planet Earth right now Thank. in this podcast. I'm going to say perfect so we have the nomination in and since we are the only people who vote on this i think we win
2: yep thank you very much guys honestly i'm I'm, I'm
0: honored we should have a one two four go
2: podcast (laughs) Podcast,
0: like awards
2: absolutely you're our first
1: award award. absolutely i agree with you guys (laughs) thank you very much. Um, You know, there are a lot of different ways that we take conversations, Sean. Sometimes it's productive, sometimes not so much. But this one, I think we can really aim, you know, we talk a lot about why's and we talk a lot about different things. But on this one, I think it really would be special for us to dig down deep into some, you know, some real honest techniques that I watch you use on hundreds of photographs um, and get there. But I know we definitely want to start out.
0: Yeah, I mean, the favorite place I always like to start up with, Jack, is how'd you get here? Uh, specifically, how did hairdressing come to you? How did you become wow. a hairdresser? How did you get in this industry? What happened? Uh,
2: absolutely. You know, to be honest with you, I never thought in a million years that I will be a hairdresser one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I never planned it. I was just a regular guy back home in Syria, Damascus. Uh, I'm actually half uh, half Syrian, half uh, Turkish, half, uh, from uh, Turkish from my side uh, mother and Syrian from my dad uh, side, but I was born in in Syria and lived until I was um, uh, about uh, seventeen years old. So, mm-hmm. growing out, you know, we we were um, a family of uh, uh, five kids, mom and dad and. Uh, and I have my oldest brother is a doctor. My uh, second uh, uh, younger brother is uh, a mechanical engineer. So we are uh, an educational family. Like we mm-hmm. believe in uh, you know having a, a huge uh, major in in education. Mm-hmm. but i'm I'm the one who was just a little bit different than everybody. I like to do things differently. So uh, after I finished high school, I decided I want to travel to France, uh, to Paris, Mm -hmm. and I want to study there because my uh, older brother, the doctor, he was doing his specialty in France. Uh, So my dad uh, was encouraged to send me since my older brother is there, so he can take care of me. So I went and I uh, decided I want to just go uh, to beauty school. Mm -hmm don't ask me why i don't know why i just wanted i was interested you know i always loved colors i love to draw i um i you know i i have an artistic side of me Mm -hmm. so um my brother agreed with me most of the family they were against me like you know you should study something more uh, serious because Mm -hmm. you know I, i mean 30 years ago hairdressing was not uh was not a profi- a serious profession, you know, to a lot of people, uh, close-minded people, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot of my family were very close-minded to them. Only being a doctor or an engineer, uh, is, is a, a profession to their, sure. to their, to their mind. So, but you know, um, I got support from my dad, mom, and my brother, and I went to beauty school and, um, I was number one in beauty school, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the teachers in, in in my beauty school were just lining up on Saturday just to get a blow dry uh, from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I finished beauty school and I decided I want to continue traveling and I took advantage that my second brother is already in California. So I got a visa and I came here in 1992. And since then, I'm here. Um, Jack, I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: segue just a little bit off here. Yes, but I want but I want to dig down a little bit deeper if we could. Um, once upon a time, when I had this hair salon up in Massachusetts, one of the women that worked for me was uh, Lebanese, and mm-hmm. her, her husband ended up being my um, my best man at my wedding. And what you said kind of rings has a lot of um, similarities to their um, life. They come from a background where everybody's a professional, right? Doctors, lawyers, pharmacists, et cetera. Absolutely. It seems to be really strong in Middle Eastern cultures, right?
2: Very true. Um,
0: at the same time, there was a really strong cultural identification with hairdressing as well. It seemed to be really important to Middle Eastern women. Um, it was a place of social gathering. It was, um, it it just seemed to have been elevated differently than I think sometimes maybe we think of in the United States. Can you talk a little bit about that and the connection between hairdressing and maybe your culture?
2: Absolutely. Well, the the most famous hairdressers or the most talented hairdressers are from the Middle East, Mm -hmm. especially from Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Uh, it's either you have to be big mm-hmm. to be somebody mm-hmm. or if you are just an average, you're nobody.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You have to be big if you're big and talented and you made it up there, you're somebody, everybody look at you like uh, with respect and uh, mm-hmm. l- look high at you, you know and use you as an example. Uh, we have a culture that women they really love to. Um, be uh, glamorous and we have a lot of occasions uh, to attend and when they attend women when they attend occasions they like to to be uh, very glamorous so mm-hmm. hairdressers in the middle east is very important to women's makeup hairdressing uh, uh, fashion design so it's it's a great profession in the middle east but you have to be Very recognition, very recognized, I'm sorry, and very, uh, very talented in order to make it.
1: And I'll I'll tell you the truth. I I think that 30 years ago, it was almost like that everywhere Mm -hmm. in a way where, you know, our profession and industry has come so far in the acceptance piece Mm -hmm. of like a a dude, you know, I mean, I I went to hair school around the same time as you. I know, John, uh, similar and for a dude to go to hair school you know back in the day you had you know I definitely I was comfortable enough and confident enough but I'll tell you the way you did it where my family is a family of professionals mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have had the courage to do that mm-hmm. I mean my family was a family of hairdressers so for me it was like we already knew we weren't smart enough to be doctors <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't happening in my family but you know, so could I have done that, you know, listening to you? I, I just think that's just, you know, another notch. Another thing that I like about you already mm-hmm. without knowing you mm-hmm. is, yes. you know, that you took that step kind of against like nobody else in your family was doing it. And right. You just
2: uh, absolutely and not knowing also that am I going to succeed or am I going to show people that I was wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I made the wrong choice and everybody was right and I was wrong, you know, and this mm-hmm. is what I was trying to avoid, you know, because I want to be myself, I want to be recognized, I want to mm-hmm. do, I want to make my family proud, I want to help my family. So uh, these all uh, thoughts came to my mind while I'm, I'm trying to find myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks for that. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, so now we get to, you know, kind of like the meat <coughs>
1: So, hair school. Yeah. And, 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 like, how did... So, what happened after hair school kind of, like... Went to California. California
2: well, school. I I got my training in, in Paris. Uh, the, the beauty school in France was two years mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: between uh, written and uh, practical. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had one-year training in uh, Jean-Louis David uh, salons yeah. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in, in Paris. And then when I came here, I... I was like illiterate here because my English was not perfect. I was fluent in French and Arabic. Um, So I start learning, you know, by, I never went to school, by the way, here for English. I watch TV. I start talking to people. Um, I went to movies and, uh, and I start learning uh, slowly. And then I wanted to find a job because I can not just sit, you know, so, uh, first of all, I contacted um, uh, the State Board of Cosmetology and I asked them what's the requirement. They told me, please uh, send, send us your uh, diploma and let's, we're going to evaluate your diploma. And fortunately, they give me 1500 hours of credit mm-hmm. based on my, my diploma. And they asked me just to go to school, local school, for 100 hours just to learn about uh, the system. Mm-hmm. uh, in, in United States salons and also to prepare myself for the state board exam. So <clears throat> I did that. Um, and I went to school, but unfortunately when I went to a local school, it was an a school in, um, La Puente in California.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the name of it was, um, uh, elegante beauty school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I was surprised of how, uh, uh, how you know, uh, not advanced uh, the beauty school was at that time. I was shocked. Like I, I was, I was much better than the the instructors in school, being being freshly graduated from a beauty school in France. And that's what uh, uh, made me a little bit disappointed. Like I wanted to learn something new, but but they were not too advanced in here. Mm-hmm. Maybe just that particular beauty school, uh, maybe somewhere else wa- were much more advanced. So and then I finished my diploma, I got my uh, license, and the first job I got was at Fantastic Sams in Laguna Miguel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: First time ever. You know, and this is the same year and the same salon I met my beautiful wife. And after six months, we got married mm-hmm. and we've been married since then, since 1993. Best been job together. You ever had. Yes. <laughs> the best Congratulations. job you ever had right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and she's a hairdresser like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a beautiful journey together uh, and then I start, you know, um, going up and up, you know, from a salon to another until I start being a, a self, um, employee and, uh, I start renting my, uh, own, uh, station mm-hmm. until about eight years ago, um, I was renting a station in in a salon that they sold the salon and a new owner came in and um uh, to be honest with you, she started busing people around uh not treating us like we are a sub leasers. She was treating us like we work for her, and this is where I decided you know what I can't take it anymore mm-hmm. um I'm getting older in age better in experience and I have to have my own salon. Mm -hmm. So this is where I went and I opened Jack Martin salon in Dustin, California. And I start focusing uh, on social media Mm -hmm. and worked really hard for the past eight years in the salon, extremely hard. Um, Getting a lot of knowledge because no matter how big you are in the hair industry, you will always, Need to learn. Mm-hmm. Totally, learning mm-hmm. is is the key. You you're never you're never up there. You always need to improve yourself in technique, in product knowledge, or um, uh, looking at other people. Even uh, stylist freshly graduated from UD school, you might learn something from them. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: It's yeah. it's funny that you say that because you know I came back from, I sold my salon in 2013 in Tampa, Mm -hmm. Florida and worked for manufacturers for a few years. So kind of left the chair Mm -hmm. always was doing hair, but any of the hair I was doing, they were really being paid to be there more than I was being paid to do their hair. Right. You know, so the model type of situation and this past year, it's been, it's been about a year now coming back i was really caught off guard by how rusty my hands were um or maybe it was my mind that was rusty but either way like i could go on autopilot and do fine hair that was that was easy but i looked forget about people with experience in my age bracket i started to look at what kids in hair school were doing because just like when i was behind the chair for years and years and years in tampa i would always say when I'm looking at a fashion trend, I look at what high school kids are doing. I don't Mm -hmm. care about what college kids are doing because college kids are kind of just grown up high school kids that are trying to figure themselves out and become an adult. But for me, I would look at what are kids doing in high school because that's where fashion's gonna be in 10 years.
2: Absolutely.
1: And you saying that, you know, I, I wanna say that if you're a vet and you're wondering if you're feeling rusty, I promise you, you start working with a young stylist, mm-hmm. they'll make more mistakes in a day that you'll learn from. And and you'll, oh, wait a minute, they did this little weird, or wow, she's breaking the hair off now. But I didn't know you could push hair to get that white before it breaks. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly.
1: So to- totally agree with you and, and love, um, love that. So how did you, when you, so when, because you said you started focusing really hard on social media, and you said kind of eight years ago. So, take us on a little journey of this social media evolution, um, and how that happened for you. Because it's not a choice that most people in our, our age bracket make.
2: Absolutely, it's not choice. And to be honest with you, I just want to say something very important. That honestly, uh, young young stylists now they are so lucky mm-hmm. uh, so, for for having social media. And I, I mean, I wish. So social media was there when, when I was a a new stylist, you know, because we would be totally in a different place by now. Uh, so they should really, they should really take care of it and not to take it for granted and really do a a great job because nowadays stylists, they can be recognized if they have talent so quickly compared to us, we worked really hard, you know, Mm -hmm. to get, to get there. So about eight years ago, I, I start to know about Instagram and I start, I mean, I downloaded the app and I start looking at other people, what they're doing, not even, you know, thinking that, you know, I want to even post something. Right. And I was doing uh, Google AdWords and I was paying for advertisement for my salon, to be honest with you. And then I start, I said, you know what? I like always to try things. You know, I, I don't, I'm I'm very flexible minded person, you know, like I would try, even if something I don't like to eat, I will try first, you know, I don't say no. I mean, I'm not that stubborn. So I tried social media and I posted my first post ever and I start getting likes immediately, you know, and I like that. Like, oh my God, my work, somebody is looking at it. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing stuff for us. Interesting, technology. right? It's really interesting. Yeah, it's like. So that, that encouraged me to post more and more. And then I start searching about uh, Instagram. uh, How can I be better on Instagram? And I, I read a lot of articles and, you know, there is plenty thousands of articles about how to grow your business on Instagram Mm -hmm. and how to get more followers. And I start hashtagging. I learned about the hashtag tagging, about tagging uh, big, big companies, you know, and I, came across behind the chair also. Mm-hmm. And they, and they were also starting not right. not, right. not exactly new. They right. were in the beginning of it also. Right. They right. had maybe about, maybe over a hundred thousand followers right. at that time compared to now they have over 1.5 uh, million. 5 million. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and also uh, I came across Huda Beauty, you know, which is she was also at maybe five millions at that time. Uh, now she's at 30 38 millions who is that huda huda beauty huda beauty it's it's amazing i mean this this lady is just amazing lady she's an entrepreneur you know uh, she is an individual person who made it up there by just being a blogger and a fashionista you know and a beauty uh, icon and she started like like me or like any other people just small and then boom she 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 got up there 38 million followers that's crazy and she has her own makeup line now that she never thought to do you check check check
1: check her out and see see what i'm talking about we will actually john always john's pulling her up right now but what's amazing about that is she has 38 million followers and i've never heard of her which which goes to show you that this field is not too, like, if you want to do this, it's never too late. It's never too late. Start. You just start, Absolutely. and you just go through the daily process. And Absolutely. so did you start on Facebook at all? Did you, like, were you kind of dabbling? Yes, in, in, yes. I,
2: I started yeah. on Facebook. I, I created a page, but also at the, the same thing. I did not really pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah. But when I started getting some recognition on Instagram, I thought, you know what? So let me just concentrate a little bit more on Facebook and to get a different kind of clients there. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Facebook start bring me clients even before Instagram.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, yes. it was around before then. And so my, now my question is, is, when you got noticed right away, like because on your page right now, if somebody goes on there, the main thing that that I, the impression I get right away is you do major color transformations. True, and true. M- and many of the ones that you post, I'm sure you do all kinds, but but many of the ones that you post are gray transformations. Taking somebody who wants to be grayish or a blonde transformation, so is that what, like, has, has that always been your thing? How did no. that, okay, so where did that start at? Well, about, a year ago, a
2: lady from Calabasas came to me with box color, black hair, mm-hmm. almost like very dark Brown
1: mm-hmm.
2: with, with hundred percent gray hair, mm-hmm. uh, about maybe two inches of a regrow. Mm-hmm. And she told me, Jack, I'm sick and tired of coloring my, my hair and I would like to go all gray matching my roots. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? To be honest with you, when it comes to hair, I'm a suicidal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm proud to to be a suicidal when it comes to hair. It's a big challenge. I looked at her and I said, you know what? If you have the time to invest with me and the money, I will give you a whole day, me and you in the salon. And I want to try this. And I told her in the worst scenario case, how important your hair to you? She said, Mm -hmm. you know what, just try and I'm willing to go pixie cut if it does not work. So I got her okay, just in case if things goes wrong, you know, and I start working on her. She came, she paid the deposit and she came uh, to her appointment Mm -hmm. and I start working. It took me 12 hours Mm -hmm. Wow! and her hair was amazing, Mm. healthy, beautiful, she was shocked. You were and
1: shocked.
2: She, I was shocked myself. <laughs> and she told me, Jack, you know how many salons I went to ask this, to ask for this, and she and they said there is no way it's impossible. I promise you, Jack, I'm gonna go back to them and show them my hair, and 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 act like Julia Roberts in 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 uh, in Pretty Women when she went back to a shop and she said yeah uh, uh, Look, big you, you, mistake yeah yeah big mistake you yeah. just lost big yeah, mistake. right
1: yeah i'll talk, to defend those other hairdressers you know at this point it's like it does you know that's a full that full day that you gave in in for most people is five appointments right you know of, absolutely of the amount absolutely. of time absolutely and, you know and you really what you said to her is so important because you basically said to her, look, A, we could lose all your hair. <laughs> yep. B, this I is- always
2: say that, by the way. I yeah. always have them sign a consent that things can be wrong, can go wrong.
1: Right. right. You know,
2: you, my chemicals can conflict with the chemicals previously in has been used in, on your hair. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. But the other part that you said was, let's take a day. Mm-hmm. You yes. and
2: I- Yes. Yes
1: that no other clients in between because a color transformation like that is is not a retouch application appointment
2: yes it's and totally also different. she accepted the charges which is i charge a high amount you know
1: okay. because yeah. if
2: she's not going to cover my whole day i'm not
1: willing right. to do it totally. you know and so it are now we're on a podcast it's just hairdressers and salon owners so for that twelve-hour transformation, are you comfortable discussing price a little bit?
2: Uh, yes, that was my first twelve hundred dollar.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: which is one hundred dollar an hour. An hour, and she mm-hmm. paid me one thousand two hundred dollars for Great. that transformation.
1: Great, and it was absolutely worth it. In fact, uh, has your pricing changed and evolved since? Oh, absolutely, yep. absolutely.
2: Now I do charge up to four thousand dollars. Okay. This. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, people are coming in and you're saying- They are coming in. Yeah. They yeah. are
2: coming in and they're oh. traveling and they book hotels and they yeah. book uh, mm-hmm. um, they book uh, uh, flights, hotels, and I'm honored. I'm yeah. honored.
1: Yeah. Well, and you're absolutely worth
0: it. Well, your, your work speaks for itself. You know, I think I want to kind of touch base on the gray transformations if I can, yeah. because sure. I think that's the one that- there was a couple other transformations. You did a redhead Red that you converted to reason, a blonde, yeah, uh, which was a, a beautiful as well. And we can talk about that also. But I want to talk about the gray one first, because as we started off on this podcast, if you were to tell me X number of years ago when I was still behind the chair, if a client walked in and said, hey, John, you know, I'm tired of coloring my hair. I want to go back because I can remember saying these words, right? Um, I want to go back to my natural gray. Can you just highlight it and you know get rid of this color? My response was always, no, you know, I, I can't match that natural gray tone. Let's, you know, let's use a semi-permanent color and we'll slowly get you lighter and we'll cut your hair as short as you're comfortable with to get rid of it. You know, but the answer is no, you're stuck with it. And Jack, as I said earlier, you, you proved me wrong. Um, but in such an amazing way, how did that,
1: how do you do it?
0: Yeah, how, how do you do how it? Do you, do that because, man, you just killed it. You knocked it out of the park, as we say.
1: Okay. Walk walk us through transformation. Yeah.
2: Okay. I would definitely do that. Um, First of all, if if it was not for the advanced products that Mm -hmm. we already got to, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it, Mm -hmm. honestly. I mean... Number one product that helped me to achieve this was Oliplex mm-hmm. and also a Brazilian bond builder, mm-hmm. B3, which is both of them are amazing product and some lighteners that they are amazing. And one of them was o- Oligo Pro, which is my number one lightener in this industry in the past 30 years.
1: I don't know if you guys heard about Oliga Pro. I worked for, a, 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 my, when I was working at Living Proof, one of our distributors had Oliga, So I didn't, I don't know them well. I just had heard of them. They are, a, them they are, they are amazing. They mm-hmm. are amazing, it, big is time. Is it an Italian line?
2: It's actually Canadian. Canadian. It's Canadian. Yeah, it's Canadian. I think the owner uh, or the founder of it is based in Canada. And I've talked to him many times uh, through social media. Maybe he's Italian. Could be. Maybe, but but I <laughs> maybe he's Italian.
1: <laughs> Who's it?
2: Are you Italian, it a- yeah, oh, Italian? Oh yeah. my goodness! Oh my goodness! Everything everything is gonna be Italian from now on. Right.
0: Everything is Italian. <laughs> you Italian. <laughs> yeah, if you follow it back, Iranians <laughs> <experience> are probably
1: the <laughs> empire was there. You know. Right.
2: absolutely absolutely
1: so um so So, i'm glad you mentioned that but go
2: ahead yeah so so the amazing product really helped me a lot because when you're using product that it's really i mean it's really conditioning the hair i mean it's i mean some hair i was shocked when i touched it after i bleached it that it feels and it looks healthier than when it was colored Mm -hmm. And I I would leave the bleach with the either Oliplex and and B three mixed in into it for up to four hours sometimes, and the hair feels wow, feels great. I mean, of course I monitor the hair sure. every ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm opening. I mean, I'm opening all the foils. Even if I put two hundred foils in the head, I open every single one of them, and that's that's. No wonder my transformation takes up, up to 12 hours because there is a lot of labor involved in it.
1: Jack, we're going to do something fun. Yes. Can, can you see that I have your Instagram page?
2: Yes, up? yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I can see it.
1: Yes. Um, I want to I click on a picture. Go ahead. And mm-hmm. I want you to walk us through. So for those of you who are podcasting and listening, what we have is a. it looks like a black... Possibly a box color dye mm-hmm. model uh, with hair about down to her bra strap, I'll say. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and in her, that's her before shot. She's probably mm-hmm. got about two and a half inches of roots. Yep. And yes. Multiple layers of color on the ends with about a mm-hmm. medium level at the scalp. At the end, you've got her to a gorgeous, cool blonde. Um, looks like she's just been highlighting her hair, and she just came off the beach in Florida. See how beautiful? Yes, and yeah.
0: the hair is still down. To
1: and the bra hair strap. is still down to the bra strap. Looks like you gave a nice, nice haircut. Get, but yes, no. yes. So walk us through this color transformation.
2: Well, uh, this color transformation. Uh, she is my client that mm-hmm. I've been coloring her hair all black. To be honest with you, even though I am against black, but she wanted black. And sometime I wouldn't be able to take her in because of my busy schedule. So she would done it at home. So I want to say it's a mix of salon color and box color at home. Sure. Okay. So finally she came to me telling me, Jack, you know, um, it's time for me to change. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do anything to get my hair lighter. So the same thing I told her we need about the whole day. And uh, she agreed, and she came in, and I start the process by uh, using um, Provana Color Extractor, Mm -hmm. which is, unfortunately, they discontinue it. I don't know why. Uh, I'm very disappointed, but thank God I got a lot of stock in my stock room for it. (laughs) And maybe I bought every single one in in uh, you know Cosmo from Cosmoprof and Salon Centric.
1: Sure. I don't want to I don't so, want to interrupt, but I also saw recently that you used the one from Malibu. Are you also yes, finding?
2: Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. Wow. Ma- M- Malibu C P R is a great product, but sometimes it works on a lighter hair. It does okay. not work on a black hair. Okay. Well, what I noticed that. Malibu CPR, what it does to black hair, it, it softens the dye on the hair, makes it softer, easier to remove by the provana Color extractor. Got so I, I felt that when I use the CPR first and then I use um, Color extractor, the removal of the hair is much easier and faster and more 100% complete. Got it. I don't know what's the chemical effect in it, but that's what I noticed from my expertise. Sure, awesome. Doing this.
1: Okay, so back to the color transfer.
2: <clears throat> exactly, so
1: started
2: there. I, I got her from black to almost from like level three up to level seven. Warm, uh, you know, like almost like a- Yeah, cu- Copper, copper, mm-hmm. copper, medium blonde. And then I uh, foiled the whole hair in in large, long foils, you know, most of her hair. And whatever uh, I got left out of the foil, I toned it with, with uh, you know, a mix of ash and natural mm-hmm. uh, colors.
1: And so what was left out of the foil, you toned, what, to around a level? It looks like there's probably a six in there or? yes yes i yeah. i toned it to, to the same level like uh level seven yeah
2: you know i used uh you know um a, a mixture of natural and uh ash uh, a blue base uh to tone the copper and
1: i'm gonna read your i'm gonna read um your post here so this beautiful client has yes. been coming five years the first visit five years ago, I took her from damaged over process to black. Since then, we've been coloring her hair black. Two months ago, she contacted me and wanted to go lighter. We spent 11 hours mm-hmm. lightening her black colored hair. Honestly, I can say it was the hardest transformation I've ever done. Why would you say that?
2: Because of the thickness and the length of the hair. Mm-hmm. And also, the unfortunately, when she was coloring, uh, the black color herself, she was coloring the whole head,
1: mm-hmm. which is,
2: I'm I'm against it. You know, I'm sure. yeah. uh, I always tell clients if you want to do black, just at least, uh, do the roots only and do not apply another layer on the length of the hair, because mm-hmm. if you ever back up and you want to change it, you know, this is, this is will be tremendous uh, amount of stress on the hair to remove it. All right. So, and that's what made it really hard to go through all these layers of black and red and orange and yellow to lift. Yeah, it's beautiful yes. work, Jack. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I think one of the things I want to point out, because you brought it up with two different color transformations now, is the first one took uh, 12 hours. This one took 11. You know, mm-hmm. for, the, yes. for the stylist. Yeah, and you know what? It's not just stylists, It's all of us, right? We all want everything in 45 minutes or less. Yes. Talk about that. I know. <laughs> Important.
2: Important well, project. well, um, the most uh, um, time-consuming in my transformations are uh, foiling
1: mm-hmm.
2: because in order to lift the hair really high in a natural way, no heat has been used in my transformations at all.
0: So you never use you know, heat.
2: Never use heat, and I take no, the thinnest. people are gonna
0: ask why? How come?
2: Well, because heat and bleach are worse enemy. Each yeah. other worst enemy. They don't work together. Right. You know, you cannot put heat on bleached on top of already colored hair before. You know, it does not work. You know, it will really damage the hair completely. The heat, so you have to leave it at room temperature. You can always cover it with the, um, yeah. like a a cap, yeah, a head cap sure. or something, or even a shrink wrap. Or, um, but do not use heat at all. And you have to take the thin, the thinnest thinnest sections ever. You mm-hmm. know, because the thinner uh, the section, the faster and the better the lift. It's gonna be right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, we're looking at another picture here that you have done in some work. Um, that's picture.
2: That is the the one I was telling you about. This is where it starts me uh, to be in the gray uh, category.
1: Oh, this so lady. This was your first.
2: This one my was my first ever. Well, so here's once,
0: the funny part. If this is your first so one. <laughs> you so know, yes.
2: I'm, I didn't yeah, know that this was, was your first,
0: first one. <laughs> I'm looking at this going, you know, look at this. A couple
2: years later, it looks beautiful. No, this is your first one. This is my first one ever, to be honest that, with you. <laughs> so
1: beautiful. Um, yeah. Give us a little tidbit. So as far as that you've learned about lightning, and then I also want to talk about toning gray hair. because Yes. Yes. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of different options, but the ones that you're doing look absolutely natural they look better than natural.
0: it looks like Mm. uh, it looks like you took the color out and you got them back to their original natural
2: gray hair it's incredible absolutely absolutely with more shine
1: learned about lightning besides um, super thin foils no heat no heat what
2: what else say about it uh sometimes um when I'm monitoring all the foils. Sometimes I open foils, and Mm -hmm. I feel the top and the bottom already done, but the middle part, it's still warm. Sure. But uh, I wanna play it smart, you know? So what I do is I get a a wet towel, Mm -hmm. I remove the product from the top and the bottom, and I reapply a fresh mixture to the warm area only.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: so like that i'm not waiting until the warm area gets lighter and jeopardizing the, the top and the yep. bottom the rest of the hair exactly
0: and, and i know that's time intensive thus oh my we're goodness. going from yes. three four five two ten eleven twelve hours right Ex- exactly but exactly. those results i mean i don't use this word these words often but that's perfect it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect yeah
1: Are there ever times during the lightning process where you just have to call it quits? Like Um, yes,
2: it happened. It happened with me. Absolutely. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna say. I'm. I mean, nobody's perfect. It happened with me, and I. I informed the client before I start that you know we always have to put plan A, which is our goal color that the client Mm wants, and plan B, in case we could not get you to this color. We're going to go because the number one priority in my career and in my salon is the integrity of the hair.
1: Mm-hmm. Once
2: I feel the hair, it starts to really get stress. I have to remove the lightener right away. So in order um, to match her roots, we can go as, as she as possible to blend with her roots.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're, we're not going to, I see white, silver, but we go to an ashy blonde instead. Mm -hmm. And that was also a phenomenal result. And the clients were very happy and they understood the situation that it's only, I tell them, I I use the best product, but it's up to the hair if we can Mm -hmm. go there or not. Mm -hmm. It's not up to me. It's not up to you. It's up to the hair. If you have enough strength in the hair Mm -hmm. to let us go there. Mm -hmm
0: so jack you know there's a whole bunch of great stuff here i'm going to kind of kind of review this list but there's something at the end i want to get to you yes. know you talked a little bit about using something like malibu cpr to kind of soften the hair a little bit you're mm-hmm. using color removers to pull the color out you're using mm-hmm. things like olaplex or the brazilian mm-hmm. bond builder b3 to kind mm-hmm. of keep the the bond strong you're using mm-hmm. a proper bleach mm-hmm. you Bleach, where you're looking at the foils, you're keeping them really thin, and sometimes you may have to pull, you know, the the bleach off and reapply to the the stubborn areas. All of these things are taking a lot of time. But here's what I'm what I'm getting from you is there's also a huge communication component with the customer, right? Because
2: absolutely,
0: you've got Plan A, you've got Plan B. I know it, it. I want you to talk a little bit about that because I think for many stylists, there may be an uncomfortability of talking too much or not enough or, you know, th- there's just this there's just this kind of a little bit of a roadblock or speed bump that we hit. Correct. Now, maybe too much information and the client doesn't a- understand what I'm saying, so I'm going to stop talking, but obviously sure. communication is a big part of this process. Talk about that a little bit.
2: It's- Absolutely. Communication is the most important part of this. Just knowing uh, what's what's in the client's head. What what is she what how can she see herself? How what what desired color she wants. So I do this through the interview, which is a consultation. I do about about 10 minutes. Yep. I do consultation. I don't book any clients without consultation, to be honest yep. with you. Period. Yep. Even for a haircut. Mm-hmm. I do not. I like to set a plan. I don't want a, a mystery client that I do not expect what I see. I like to know what I'm getting the next appointment. Mm-hmm. So definitely I do offer consultation and it's com- complimentary. So mm-hmm. they, the client comes in, we introduce each other. We She sits in my chair and I we talk. She tells me a little bit of a history about her hair. I examine her hair and I will tell her the, what we can do, what we cannot do. And I offer her also, if like there is a weight, because I do, I do require about three to four inches of a regrow in order to do this
1: Mm.
2: uh, great transformation. So I will have enough canvas Mm -hmm. and her roots to match it, to build it up in the length of the hair. Got it. Okay. So I do. And in the meantime, I do tell her, that she needs to use this kind of shampoo, this kind of, uh, treatment or this kind of mask to prepare her hair for this big, huge, uh, transformation. So
1: helpful.
2: I walk her through what, what the steps is going to be. Even some clients, they don't care
1: yeah. and
2: they're not interested, but a lot of clients, they're very interested in knowing every single detail of the transformation or step mm-hmm. of the transformation. And, um, and then we um i tell her how long of a time she needs and please do not commit to anything that day because i i get nervous when a client asks me to speed up or like yeah. To, yeah. to to hurry up and rush the, the appointment i do not do good with rushing you know even though i'm a fast um working hairstylist, but i don't like to be rushed you know
1: well, the especially worst- yeah, the work that you're doing isn't the type of work you can rush. I mean, absolutely. You, you know, and, and again, I, I'm assuming that once they've seen this type of work, and I, I guess, you know, as we're getting really deep into this conversation, and, you know, uh, we've, we've been on for close to an hour, so I, we really appreciate you sitting here with us. Uh, My and, pleasure. And ha- talking this out. Um, and there's just so, I mean, there is so, much that people can learn from you it is not even funny thank you
0: Um, here's what i think that's really amazing you know clients may want you to rush and you know we understand the reason for not rushing because the work speaks for itself but here's the here's a really cool part you can spend 12 hours in my chair and get this right and get it beautiful or you can spend the next 12 months trying to grow this out grow
1: your your hair back and
0: and having it look not your best for a year, yeah. you know. Absolutely. The value yeah. of getting it done, yeah. even in a 12-hour day, and walking yeah. up looking beautiful, is and so, in my opinion, is so
2: worth it. Absolutely. And believe me, um, through through this uh, uh, transformations, I met the sweetest people, the sweetest ladies on earth. Right. That I spent 12 and sometimes 13 hours, and I, it felt like two, three hours, believe me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm so honored that you know uh, my luck is sending me the best people on earth honestly to work with yeah. this is this is this has been amazing i mean i i and i keep relationship with them you know as friends you know they always text me and i text them back even though they're in different states you know we yeah. keep always and if they have any question later yeah. on and i by the way i give them also the formula of the toning because sometimes it's hard for them to come back to me Sure. Uh after this so i give them the formula and their hairstylist in their local um uh, in their in their local um city can can follow the um the formula well, you, you've, and,
1: you've, done, and you've do it. done all of the heavy lifting right. you know so yes. now now it's about maintenance and it, it's it's just fantastic um Thank you. you know i in the interest of time, I feel I, I've, will you, will you stomach through one more question with us? Yes, and then we'll absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So, Go ahead. I just want to talk about toning. Yes. Um, those grays and to you know, toning those, um, what are some of your, and you know, and I think what I want the listener to get is, is that you're not the only one in the world who can do this. You're just one of very few people who are doing it. And by the way, I haven't seen anybody else doing this, uh, th- th- these types of transformations. So if, if, you can, if you can prove me wrong on that, go ahead and message us on Instagram at 124GO. Um, and you can, you can we'd love to, to interview somebody else who's doing great transformations. Sure. Uh, but as we're kind of talk on the topic of toners, what are some things you've learned about toning hair through this process um and and making hair look as naturally gray as possible
2: absolutely well
1: um i do
2: believe in pre-toning because when i deposit i mean i did a lot of mistakes and i learned on my own to be honest with you i mean i learned that silver dye or silver color you cannot put it on pale yellow hair you know, you have to pre-tone the hair first. And that's very important step on achieving a natural looking icy blonde or icy silver. So you have to really remove all the yellow in the hair first, and then deposit the silver on a plain, beautiful white canvas to get the maximum results of gray on the hair. So definitely I would advise everybody to pre tone, Mm -hmm. even, even if you want to do rose gold color, for example, Mm -hmm. you cannot do rose gold on a golden, on a golden hair. You have Mm -hmm. to tone the golden hair and then put the rose gold. If you want to achieve really a true rose gold, it has to be on an ashy canvas. Mm -hmm. So they, Salons and colorists, they should start to pre-toning, you know, twice Mm -hmm. like pre-toning and then the main toning or the main coloring. Mm -hmm. So that's the the most important thing I would advise everybody to do. Love that. that. Thank Uh, you. Of course, Redken Shade EQ is number one in toning. I don't know if you guys used it before, but I'm sure you Mm -hmm. did. Yes. Uh, And then Kendra Kendra color line is also amazing. Those uh, the silver uh, metallic uh, Siri is awesome, mm-hmm. what they created, thank and you. it's one of my favorite color line.
0: Thank you for that.
1: Love it. My pleasure. Spectacular. Um, well, Jack, you we I was thrilled to come. And by the way, I'm officially on vacation today. And yep. I'm and I'm. Chris
0: came in off vacation just, just to thank you. With you.
1: I'm and
2: honored, Chris. Thank you very much.
1: I we I'm honored. You did not disappoint. Yeah. Um, John I know you took notes the whole time yeah Uh, as we start to wind this down what are some of your closing thoughts or some
0: you know the what I like about this whole process is Jack has been very methodical through the process right Um, you know Jack experimented a little bit Mm -hmm. right Jack tried new things Um, In Jack's words I don't say no I'm not that stubborn right and along the way you've been able to fine-tune and develop a, a process to do some really amazing transformations. Yet, along with all of that, I think the really key things to remember here is your communication with your guest is incredible. Is incredible. You'll you take your time, even if it takes 10, 11, or 12 hours. And guess what? That 10, 11, 12 hours is going to cost a little money. bit of money because not only is it you know, somebody said this the other day, it's not what I did today. That was George already, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just what I did today. It's all the years of knowledge that got me here in the first place. Yeah. And that obviously shows up with your work and obviously what your worth is in regards to the guests and what they're going to pay for
1: your services. Yeah, yeah. that's spectacular. Um, Jack, typically what we do is we're winding down the podcast is, you know, we have a, an audience full of salon owners mm-hmm. and listeners. Um, by the way. If George doesn't push us over ten thousand listens, um just you will. sure. Yeah. And so we're we're right at that ten thousand mark, just just to give awesome. you some some uh, opportunity to kind of know, you know, the ears that you'll have. Um what are some closing thoughts or anything you feel like we're leaving on the table in this conversation? Well, I um I, first of all, I want to
2: thank both of you for giving me this opportunity to talk about uh, my journey and my career and what I do in, in the salon. Um, and I want to just, uh, advise all new stylists, uh, that they are starting their career, freshly, uh, graduated from beauty school. First of all, to be patient because things does not happen overnight. Be patient, uh, learn, and the more you learn the more you work for yourself or the the harder you do things uh, the faster you get there just be patient learn focus concentrate learn from other experiences and Mm -hmm. believe me with the with the new technology and the the explosion of social media you're gonna be there Mm -hmm. definitely So what I like about that is,
0: you know, so many folks, you know, you're not the only one that we've, um, you know, get the podcast with that said the same thing in regards to being patient, right? Take your time, get patient, learn your skill. And I think for a lot of new stylists, you know, I just got a school and patience may not be high on my list. And I think you added something else that's really important. If you're patient, you'll actually move faster. Absolutely than if you were not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: And we are in a country, God bless mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. Yeah. that the system in the country really recognize talents mm-hmm. and uh, talents get support regardless to who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The, it's a pu- the pure talent. I mean, I've been recognized from people they never met me and sure. they treated me like I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the most important is behind the chair, Modern Salon, American Salon. I've been on um, also a few magazines. One of them was uh, Allure magazine. I had mm-hmm. a big, huge article. They did wow. not know me right. regardless to my background. They just appreciate the talent that right. I, I have. Yeah. So definitely they treat you so fairly. In, in America, and they support you to the max. I want to okay. thank both of you for giving me this opportunity to be um, one of your guests. Well thank we you.
1: Thank you as well. Uh, I guess the final question I want to ask you is: Do you are you available to teach classes? Is that something you do? And if you are, how would somebody reach out to you? And if you're not, then <laughs> can we get Instagram the question. <laughs> thank you.
2: To be honest with you uh it's it's in in my plans Mm -hmm. but not like soon because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm tremendously booked like i'm taking now for i'm taking clients now appointments for january and february of next year Mm -hmm. so uh i'm still not ready for to give classes yet yeah because i'm still active and i have a lot of energy behind the chair to to please other clients but definitely, it's going to be one of my
1: plans soon. Good for you. Well, well, people will love to learn from you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, with that said, to the listeners, I, I I know that you this is one you're going to have to go back and listen to probably three or four times. We want to thank you for hanging in there with us. But um, we you know we know that it's worth it. Uh, Jack, just again, tremendous. Thank you for hanging in with, for us with us so long and really giving us uh, everything that we signed up for today. And um. If you want to connect with Jack, you can check his workout on Instagram again at Jack Martin Hair Colors. As well as if you want to connect with us, um, we hope you share this podcast. Uh, and if you do share it on your podcast, share it in your Instagram stories, and we'll do the same for you. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And um, we will see you on the next podcast. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cause we don't wanna grow up